Hey y'all, I hope everyone is doing well. My name is Dr. Nina, your host for the Now That's Life podcast. I'm a licensed psychologist and tenured professor creating content to help you along your personal and professional journey. I share stories from my own life and things I've learned to help you live a happier, healthier life. Today, we're going to revisit some of the classics from my YouTube channel. These are some ideas and life experiences I think everyone should hear, not just my YouTube audience. And remember, if you enjoy this content or found it useful, please consider leaving a review. Positive reviews are your way of telling the algorithm that this content is worth listening to. Now, with that said, let's dive in. Betrayal and trauma. Many of us have been there, done that, but a lot of us don't like to talk about it. And I get it. Betrayal trauma refers to when a person, place, or thing, or institution, an intimate partner betrays or harms our trust. It's a big violation. It makes us feel hurt, pain, and emotional distress. Now, there's some types of betrayal to this, and they include abuse or harm from parents, emotional or physical, when failing to meet your needs. Betrayals from romantic partners, like addictions, financial abuse, emotional or physical abuse, or even affairs. Work abuse, like the institution or job you work for, taking up for or protecting someone who's hurt you or friends, family, and peer betrayal. And some of us don't even know what's happened to us. But when it shows up, it shows up in ways like when you find it hard to recognize or even acknowledge your own feelings and thoughts, physical symptoms like obesity, headaches, stomach pains, and even sleep issues. You might experience being foggy or zoned out. And it even shows up like anxiety and or depression. Over time, this damages our relationships, our friendships, our romantic partnerships. And the gaslighting involved makes you feel like you gone in the head, like you don't know anything and you don't trust anyone or anything. So today I wanna do a good old chat around betrayal and trauma and the toxic relationships that come with those things and how we can heal over time. So first off, if you've ever experienced trauma and or betrayal, realize that this is not everything and not all is lost. With the right people, the right help, the right resources, you will learn to love and trust again and you will get to a better place in healing. So one of the first things you can do for yourself is take care of yourself physically. The reason why this is so good, even though it seems unrelated to like your emotions, to your mind, to all of that, it's very much quite related because a lot of times when we've experienced a lot of trauma and a lot of issues, depression, anxiety, all of that stuff, one of the first things we let go is what? You guessed it. Our bodies, our hygiene, all those different things. And a lot of times it's not just in pampering yourself. It's in the basic everyday needs and care. When we take care of ourselves, we're more likely to feel better about our outlook, about the things that are happening in our lives, about good things going to happen for our lives because we're keeping ourselves together. We're holding a promise to ourselves. So that's one thing that even when I would go through problems, I had to recognize how it was affecting me physically. And y'all, y'all know my story. You know, I was over 100 pounds overweight and I lost that weight. But I'm going to tell you what, there were a lot of little traumas and even some bigger ones that hit me that I didn't even realize had affected me physically. I no longer had the drive to really be active, no longer had the drive to take care of my body and my mind. And those things run together. So what I quickly learned is that a lot of times when we give up on those things, it serves as a protective factor right? Whether or not you want somebody to touch you, to look at you, to say things to you, whether or not you've been run down in the ground, it shows 
physically. So one of the things you can do for yourself is make sure those basic needs are met. Write them down. Even know what you need every day. I don't care if it's brushing your teeth. Just know that it needs to occur. And the reason why it's occurring is because you want to work through the stress, the pain, the emotions, and all of that through still taking care of you. When you take care of you, you teach others to take care of you. Just remember that. The next thing is to start to lay the law and set firm boundaries. Look, y'all, a lot of us have failed to set boundaries with people in our lives. Y'all know over here I talk about habitual line steppers, people who consistently disrespect you and expect for you to keep on holding the bag emotionally and or physically. A lot of people get boundary setting mixed up with setting limits. They're two separate things. Boundaries are set when there's the potential to be disrespected or when you have been disrespected. What do you do in that moment? How do you the law. So for me, a lot of this had to do with work, school, relationships, friends, all of that. Like with your boss, right? I'm not going to answer your calls on the weekend. All right. <laughs> I'll talk to you Monday through Friday. All right. And here's another thing like with relationships, romantic relationships, family relationships, we know those can get real toxic. People can tell you what you owe them, what you need to give them, what you need to sacrifice for them. And not all the time is that necessary, especially when it becomes disrespectful or causes you to be emotionally or physically distressed. Yes, some things will happen in life. Sacrifices do occur. But when you're always the one left holding the bag, then you haven't set boundaries. Okay. And I, always advise my clients, different people I work with to make sure that you set boundaries before entering any kind of relationship. Know in general what you would like to happen in situations where you're being disrespected or there's the potential to be disrespected. Same thing in relationships. For me, one thing that I do not tolerate because everything from the dark comes to the light is if you're cheating on me and I'm in a serious relationship with you. I don't do it. Why? Because it sacrifices my body, Mm -hmm. my mind. It sacrifices my family. It sacrifices all of those things. And to me, that shows the ultimate disrespect and no care for the person that I am. I don't care how much money you got. Okay. How high value you think you are. We don't play those games. So a lot of times we have to know those things. So we're not just flying by the seat of our pants and setting boundaries as we feel like we can set them. Make sure you know in your mind what you want. So y'all, this next one's going to sound weird, but y'all know I'm always a big proponent of your health, emotional and physical. So make sure that you go in and get a physical. So how does that factor into this, Dr. Nina? Okay. Well, look, I always say this because especially if we've had intimate partner betrayal, right? If it's a husband, a wife, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, whoever it is that has defied your trust, or if you suspect someone has cheated on you or sleeping with other people or having interactions that are inappropriate, one of the best ways you can reassure yourself that you're okay, especially when exiting these types of relationships, is to go get a physical, go get that blood tested, find out your status, know what's going on with you. A lot of times we believe the other person who who has lied to us over and over. Get this, right? They don't lie to us and we expect that they're going to tell us the full truth about disclosing everything they've done behind our back. But a lot of times that is not the case. They're not going to tell you everything. So you're not going to know if you've been susceptible to a disease or if something has happened that you need to check on. And furthermore, let's not even just talk about the STIs and the things that can occur there. Let's also focus on the fact that your blood pressure could be up. <laughs> your cholesterol could be off. Your sleep patterns could be destroyed. These are things that you will need to check on. And that's with the peer abuse, the family abuse, the toxic relationships. A lot of times, like I said, that physical well-being goes 
tools first, which eats away at and erodes that emotional piece. So getting your body checked and knowing whether or not it's okay is one of the biggest things you can do for yourself to make sure that you are fine. When you reassure yourself of that and find that out, at least you know the decisions and the choices that you can make. You can know that you're not crazy, right? Because you know sometimes people lie to you about the things that they've been doing, okay? But our body tells a whole nother truth. The blood tells a whole nother truth, okay? And outside of praying. Of course, y'all know I'm a big proponent of the Lord, but outside of praying and also waiting and thinking about things, take care of your body, find out what's happening in it and know your status, know what's happening with your body and know what type of damage may have been done as a result of a certain relationship and the trust being broken. Y'all, the next thing is to seek professional help and support. And I know some of you all have gotten burned out on thinking of the idea of therapy and counseling and all of these things. And I even saw a comment the other day where somebody said, well, it's just where people take your money and they just be talking to you. Here's the thing. You are also responsible for your emotional well-being. No, the therapist cannot solve all your problems and that's not what they're there for. They're able to see and use different techniques to help you to get to answers that help you to move forward in life. But you got to do the work. You can't expect somebody to sit up and do all your work. And that's been half of many of our problems is we expect for somebody else to take the bag when we've been holding it for so long, when we've had emotional distress, when we've had toxic relationships. But remember, you had some work to get to this point. You got to work your way out of it. And that's where therapy comes in. So what usually qualifies us as a person who has, you know, been hit hard with that trauma? One thing is having a history of trauma. Things that have happened to you emotionally, physically, and overall. Being in an abusive relationship, and I don't care if it's emotional, physical, or financial. Financial abuse meaning that a person takes advantage of you in terms of your money. Struggling with your mental health and the ups and downs like anxiety and depression over time. Also very low self-esteem. And growing up in a home with overly rigid boundaries or no boundaries at all. Notice that if you're raised without boundaries, you usually lack them in every relationship you have right down to work and if you had no boundaries in the house or they were too rigid a lot of times you build a brick wall when allowing people in and not knowing when to trust people and always being on edge about that so when you've been betrayed by somebody you know or something you know it's hard to know who to trust and when to trust and sorting through that sis and bro it takes work a good therapist helps you find help it helps you to find balance for yourself and that comes first so that you can continue to support the people you love and care about. So the next thing y'all is more practical. I know that there's a push and a move to move in silence. I love it. I get it. And I understand where it comes from. I don't be on here telling all my business. Okay. And I don't tell it in life. But one thing I would say is we should not take moving in silence to the extreme. Telling your story to the right people can actually be very healing and it can help you move on in your process. And many of us don't learn a lot of times because we haven't heard from people that experience trauma or betrayal or other problems. Problems. So we hold on to our story out of fear, out of shame, out of doubt, keeping people from knowing it because we think it makes us look so bad. But here's the thing. A lot of times telling that story can be freeing. Furthermore, it can help you to hear the story so you don't repeat behaviors that have assisted in you being in the place that you're in. Not putting blame or shame on anyone, but a lot of times when we don't tell our stories or we don't find a trusted vessel to put that belief in, then we cannot move forward. 
You know, when you're telling your story, a lot of times you're actually telling yourself. Even when I came to YouTube, I was telling you all the stories of my life, the things that were happening for me, things that I was proud to share, but yet at one time they were very private and scary for me. I don't necessarily share all my stuff when I'm going through things. Y'all even said yourself when I would go through breakups or anything like that, it wasn't like I was running to YouTube with them. In fact, I would take a whole hiatus and be gone. And some of my friends didn't even know because here's the thing. It's not that I was trying to shame or, or be fearful or doubtful. I wanted to have the right words and verbiage and work through things. But eventually I told those stories and it was quite healing. So you can do that with a therapist or even a trusted friend. The reason why a therapist is because it's going to be quite objective. You're not looking for someone to solve all your issues, but you do want to hear yourself and your thoughts when it concerns a certain issue. Over there in the Dr. Nina's mentorship membership, I had a wonderful member that taught us about the Penzu app, which is an encrypted journal because a lot of us are afraid of putting our thoughts down on paper. We know that they're not always safe, but something like Penzu is great because it encrypts everything and people can't get into your stuff without a password or any other means. And believe it or not, telling your story, journaling, having an outlet helps us to be vulnerable. It helps us to trust again, to know who to trust. And it helps us to become less cloudy on who's right for us, who's less toxic in our lives and what we should be putting up with and what we shouldn't. The next thing is to commit to bettering yourself. A lot of times when we go through mess, again, we drop the ball on ourselves. Once you start to heal, you're going to experience a new growth in your life. You're going to desire to want to do more if you continue at it. This can go on for a while. Practicing new skills, getting into new things, getting a hobby, getting new friends, setting new boundaries, setting new networks. Find some of those new passions, but also reconnect with some of the old ones. A lot of times when people tell me they have no hobbies, what I do know is even as a child, they had things that maybe they enjoyed, even minimally, even if it was just running your mouth. Maybe you can find a way to create a podcast. Maybe you can find a way to send out messages to friends weekly that make you feel fulfilled in helping others. Just think of things that really bring you joy over life, over time, and not just what you can remember in your immediate. Think about the past. Think about things that at one time helped you grow that at one time, even if someone took away the love for it at one place in your life, something that you enjoyed that gave you fulfillment. And this growth can continue for as long as you like. Post-traumatic growth is something that happens after a person has experienced trauma in their lives. It's the result of or something that catapults us into our best selves a lot of times but it takes commitment and it takes dedication. It takes looking at where you are and seeing where you want to be. And that's the same thing that I expressed to you all about my fitness journey, about my career journey, all of that. I was often told what I could and would not be, what I wasn't blessed to do, what I would never be. A lot of times people think that that's the only thing that pushes you. No, the commitment pushes you. But I'm gonna tell you what, sometimes being told that will light the fire under that butt, right? So that post-traumatic growth or what you experience after helps you to stay focused. I never want to be in that down place again. I never want to be in a place where I allow someone's words to take control of my life, where I allow the things that people say about me to have so much credence in my life for me to change my health because someone else um, has things to say or that I gain all this lots of weight and then have to lose it again because, you know, I'm no longer listening to myself. So 
Think about the growth that you want to make as a result of that trauma. Allow it to make you more resilient, a bad ass, okay? Allow it to help you push towards where you wanna be and who you truly are. And last but certainly not least, focus on building healthy relationships. No one is perfect and people let us down. We're not even perfect. But in a safe relationship, you feel free to be yourself and you don't feel judged. If mistakes are made and feelings are hurt, you will feel comfortable talking to the other party about it because it's a safe relationship and network. You feel heard, understood, and good about yourself overall. And in order for us to experience some level of success, the top five relationships in your life have to feel supportive and safe. And those don't have to just be friends. And also, they don't have to be blood. And if there's a problem with you developing these relationships, if you feel uncomfortable developing a network, if you feel it's corny, or if you feel that it's impossible, that might be a goal for therapy for you so that you can learn some skills for connecting with the right people, for making adjustments with your attachments. Because sometimes I find, and I found this in the past, when I was going through issues with trust, I didn't know who was in my life and who was in my life for good or that would be good to me. And what I had to learn was trusting myself was the first element that way I was able to trust my gut and say look Nimbra <laughs> ain't supposed to be in my life this woman ain't supposed to be in my life this person ain't supposed to be around this doesn't help me feel good this family members need to be at arm distance or arm length I cannot handle that and so when I trusted myself more it helped me to know who and what to trust so building that is not always natural it takes practice and also it takes therapy and coaching yeah definitely coaching and we talk about this over in the dr nina's mentorship membership so make sure you check it out all right y'all i hope that you've enjoyed today's video i just thought it was important to talk about betrayal trauma and trust and the things that we encounter and go through these toxic relationships can seem to tear us up and down but we can come through it like pure gold I want to thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. And look, if you made it here, I want you to know I appreciate your time and your attention. And if you found this to be enjoyable or useful, go ahead and leave a review. I would love to hear how your experience has been different or similar to mine. Make sure you share this podcast with your friends and family members, especially if you know they'll benefit as well. Now, I hope to have you back here again next week. Beautiful brown baby doll. Peace.